0: Welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersasimo, and today you're listening on the Believe Network. Now, I'm going to talk about a topic today that I've promised you the last few weeks that I would get to, and I kept pushing it off, kept pushing it off, and it's not happening for, for a while anyway, so there's no urgency to get to this topic, but I feel like I've left you in the dark so much that I need to get you in and up to speed on this topic and then we're going to get to some tournaments that happen in Italy and Spain once again I'm sorry this podcast is coming out a little late it's not terribly late and it's not way off schedule for the last couple of weeks but uh, I've been working a lot of Mondays lately when the podcast usually drops uh, we'll get back to that schedule at some point but right now you know, these Wednesdays or these Tuesdays are going to be uh, my time to shine when it comes to these podcasts. All right, enough of me talking about nothing. Let's get right to it. What is the topic that I've been hinting at you guys for a while? This thing is called the World Tennis League, and it's coming to Dubai December 19th to the 21st, so right be, right before Christmas, for those who celebrate, and what it's going to do is it's going to have 16 players, and in this tournament, those players are going to cl- include Novak Djokovic, Iga Swiatek. Nick Kyrgios, and Simona Halep. Now, why is this a big deal? Um, I th- I think this is a big deal because of everything that's happened with Live Golf over the last few uh, well months, but really over the last year. And I think that, uh, I don't think this is the same thing at all. I don't think anybody's trying to take anybody away from the ATP. But um, when you're throwing big money at things and doing things, especially in the off season that this is, um, I, I was skeptical at first. But upon reading more about it, I have found some information that seems to be maybe this won't be that bad. I think this is gonna be more of an entertainment venue. It says it's gonna be two sets with a uh, with a tiebreaker, 10 point tiebreaker in the decider um, and there's gonna be 16 players in this whole thing all a lot of big name players and it's it's gonna be in different type of format. Um, I think it's mainly going to be towards entertainment. Now it says it's the greatest show on court. Um, And I think it could be because after after every night, there's going to be a concert, whether it's a DJ or a big band or a bi- somebody, right? There's going to be a concert there as well. So I think this is geared more towards entertainment. Yes, will there be good tennis? Of course, there will be good tennis. Um, But I don't think anybody's going to hurt themselves right before they start their you know, their hardcourt series down under getting ready for the Australian Open in January, since it is so close to that. And it's kinda gonna be the beginning of the season a little bit, right before everybody starts ramping things up. This is gonna be right before everybody pretty much heads to Australia. And as you know, the off season for tennis is so short anyway. So I think this would be a good, you know, kickoff for everybody to get started. It's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, people are saying it's going to be... Well, not people. The chairman, of course, he's going to say this. But he says it's going to be an event like no other. Um, it's going to bring a, a unique and engaging new format to the game. Uh, and it's going to have a good mix of sport and entertainment together. So it's going to be something interesting. He says it's going to uh, have a new era for tennis. I don't know what that era is. Maybe more entertainment into these things with concerts going on and whatever. But... I'm definitely interested to see what it is. Uh, It seems like some of the big names have already jumped on board. It sounds like we're going to know more about this at the first of the month of November. So that's really when all the information and everything's going to, more information's going to come out, I should say. And I believe they're going to announce the field around that time and maybe some of the more entertainment artists and people at that time. So that's when I'm going to probably pay more attention to this, but really in December, this is going to come at a great time. Cause it's going to be the off season around the holidays. No one's going to be playing tennis. There's going to be nothing to talk about on this podcast. Boom tournament in Dubai world tennis league. It's going to happen. So, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it could be good. Uh, of course it hasn't happened yet. So I don't really know what it's going to be, but, uh, they say it's going to be an unforgettable experience End quote, that's what chairman said. Obviously he's going to say something like that. So, uh, definitely interesting to, keep an eye on I think moving forward and I'm excited to see what comes of this because it's going to have the biggest names not only in tennis but in entertainment there in a place that screams entertainment that is Dubai alright that was the big news that's what I've been hinting at the last couple of weeks I know uh, I've, I've tried to get to that actually a couple of weeks now and I didn't get to it so there I've talked about it it's done I probably won't talk about it again until it happens in December uh, but thanks for having that it's in the off season. appreciate that uh, Dubai Let's get to the tournaments. The tournaments that I'm talking about right now is the Giron Open that was in Spain and the Unicredit Firenze Open in Florence, Italy. Both of these tournaments are ATP 250s. We I've said this before, but I'll say it again. We are kind of in a stream of ATP 250s right now. Uh, two over this week, two over the next week, and then another one, and then we get to another 500s, and then we get to the Rolex Paris Masters, which is the Masters 1000. So we are kind of, I don't want to say in a rut, Of massive tournaments, but we're in just a grind of the tournament schedule right now going through the month of October. It's a lot of 250s, a few 500s, but it's really for guys to get a lot of matches in and really get some points. So let's start in Spain at the Giron Open, and this is going to be... uh, not a huge field. Uh, it's like uh, these two fifties don't have massive fields. Good players, not massive fields. Uh, Andre Rublev is the top seed. Pablo Carina Busta is also in this tournament as the two seed. And then you got guys in the middle uh, like Sebastian Corda. You have Andy Murray. Uh, that Davidovich Fonkina is in this tournament, uh Fabio Fagnini. Uh Dominic Team, great to see Dominic Team in this tournament. And he actually plays really well in this tournament, which is awesome to see from Team. Team actually makes it all the way to the semifinals and plays Rublev in this tournament. Uh loses to Rublev in straight sets, 6'4, 6'4, but awesome to see team getting back to that point right beating guys that he would be in 2019 beating guys that he would be when he you know was top 10 in the world because for a while there you get into some challengers with Dominic team and he loses to guys you've never heard of it seems like he's back at the spot where he's not losing to those guys anymore so that's awesome awesome to see from Dominic team and I've said this before I'm really excited for the turn of the year and what he can possibly do in 2023 but Andre Rublev gets past him here, makes it to the final. Tommy Paul also in this tournament loses to Andre Rublev. It seems like in this tournament, Andre Rublev is playing, you know, consistent, consistently good tennis, right? Very solid tennis from start to finish. And that's awesome to see from Rublev and uh, see if he can get in a little bit of a groove here towards the end of the season. On the bottom side, Sebi Korda having a great tournament. He beats, uh, Batista, Goot, and then he goes on to beat Andy Murray, and then he goes on to beat. Uh, oh, this is a story. I got to get to this story. Arthur Rindernech, Rinderneck I think it's Rindernech. In this tournament, Arthur Rindernech. He is. I'm just going to say this guy. Okay, he's ranked number 51 in the world. He's fu- he's from France. He's 27 years old, um, and he turned pro in 2018. Okay, he's from France. I, I mentioned that. This guy beats Pablo Karina Busta in a thriller of a match. He beats Pablo Karina Busta and he saves nine match points to get to that point. And Karina Busta, this is his home slam. This is Karina Busta's home slam. And he saved, render saves nine match points to upset Karina Busta in a third set tiebreaker. And the third set tiebreaker is eighteen to sixteen at the end. Like, what? What is this? Right? Like, I saw this and I was like, wait, what? What happened? Not only do you beat one of the best players on tour, you beat him at a home, at his home tournament, and then you also beat him in a third set tiebreaker that goes to eighteen to sixteen in the third set tiebreaker. People are saying it's one of the wildest ATP finishes, um, and it says fourteen of the last sixteen points of the tiebreaker. Were won by the returner. What? Like what? What? <laughs> what happened? And for some, and somehow he he upsets Pablo Carino Busta. That's insane. It it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Arthur, hats off to you, my friend, because. That is an incredible showing and a win you've got to always remember. But Arthur goes on to lose to Sebastian Corda in the next round. Sorry to, you know, pick him up and then throw him right down, but that is what happened. Sebastian Corda, uh, great tournament here. This is something that I would expect from Sebi Corda moving forward. Unseated, beats some good players, makes it to the final against Andre Rublev, and then just runs out of gas. But I think Rublev playing such good tournament or tennis in this tournament uh, there, there wasn't really anybody that was going to stop him once he got to the final anyway. Uh, Rublev wins 6-2, 6-3 in the final, and that is career title number 12 for Rublev. He's had four titles in 2022, so a great year so far for Rublev, even though he couldn't play in Wimbledon. An awesome year for Rublev, 12th overall title. This year, he's won Belgrade, Dubai, and uh, Marseille. So uh, he's won those three on top of Giron. So three hard courts and a clay court. But once again, can't look past how good of a player Andre Rublev is. And when he's good, it's hard to stop him. I believe he's ranked eight in the world right now, which uh yeah, it's a big ranking for him not even being played uh being able to play in a few tournaments and really the tough year that the rush I don't want to say it's been a tough year for the Russians because uh that sounds a little insensitive to what's going on in Ukraine. I understand that, but what I am saying is uh for for these players, I've been vocal about this before getting punished for something that I don't know, but I'm I'm I believe that they don't have anything to do with because they're not politicians, they're just tennis players and uh i think they've been scrutinized a little bit on tour by fans and other people uh for where they come from right they strip they strip uh russia from their bio all that stuff and what they've kind of been through this year on top of that uh i think for him to come out and have a pretty good year uh pretty impressive for mondre rublev once again i'm not undermining what's happening between russia and ukraine i'm not victimizing russia or anything i'm just saying the tough year that rublev has had i believe uh i believe he's done pretty good and uh, he should be happy with the year he's having, and he's still playing really good tennis. Let's move on. Let's go to Florence, Italy. It is time for a new tournament and a new champion that we're going to name. But once again, I've talked about how these tournaments kind of get meshed together, and so there's a lot of them, a lot of good players that kind of just get split between the two tournaments. But wow, I'm just looking at a skyline view of Florence, Italy. Beautiful city. But it is Italy. I should expect that. Enough about the city. Let's get to the matches and who's in this tournament. Number one seed Felix Ozierli Asim, uh, Brandon Nakashima in this tournament. Richard Gasquet, Lorenzo Musetti, Lorenzo Sonego, uh, Jensen Brooksby, Alexander Bublék, J.J. Wolf, Maxim Cressy Karatsev. Wow, a lot of great names in this tournament. Uh, Matteo Berrettini. Berrettini goes out in the second round to Cabeas Biana. I, I think that's how you say it. Uh, Roberto Cabeas. Biana, I believe that's how you say it. And then Biana loses to Michael Eimer, uh, who makes it into the J.J. Wolf realm. And J.J. Wolf makes his first ever ATP title. J.J. Wolf makes it all the way to the final in this one. Ranked number 56, the American. I've been high on him for a while now. I think he plays great tennis. I think he plays with a lot of passion. And I really like watching him. So it was a great week for Americans. I just talked about Sebby Quarter making it to the final. Uh, and J.J. Wolf making it into his first final and making it into the final in Italy. But he runs into Felix Ogiali seam Sometimes first final, you know, don't play your best tennis. Uh, he loses six four six four. But FAA, I think, is having a great year and especially playing really good tennis right now. So uh, no loss to really examine there I think FAA definitely the better player in this instinct there's a reason he's the top seed in this tournament and uh he goes on to win this tournament six four six four in the final and really good to see he's ranked 10th in the world right now so he's still in the running for Turin and everything for the ATB finals he's trying to play his best tenants as we speak and uh as of right now he has two titles in his name and they both come in this year so 2022 a good season for FAA Hopefully moving into 2023 another really good season for FAA and no early exits of the Grand Slams. That would be great for him and his camp. I'm sure they'd be really thrilled by that actually. All right, that's what happened over the last week. Next week I'm going to try to get one a uh, podcast out sooner. No promises. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. I don't I don't like you having to wait till Wednesday either. I don't like having to wait till Wednesday, but sometimes the schedule gets a little gets a little tough, okay? Gets a little tough. Uh, Next week, we got some tournaments we're going to talk about, some more tournaments we're going to talk about, and maybe we'll talk about a retirement or two or some other things that I have on the list that I didn't get to today because I talked about Dubai for so long. Next week, we have the uh, Antwerp Belgium, the tournament, the European Open, and the Stockholm Open in Sweden. So we'll talk about those tournaments, and then after that, there's only a few more tournaments till the end of the month, and then we get to France for the uh, Rolex Paris Masters. So... A lot to look forward to in the next week, or definitely the next few weeks, right before we get to uh, November and the end of October. So, stay tuned on this podcast. I'll keep you updated. There's some exciting things. Like I said, I'm gonna I want to talk about next week. I'm gonna you know keep a top keep a topic a day. Okay, keep keep a different topic every time. And I'm going to keep you on your toes. I'm not going to let you know which one is coming next week. Appreciate you listening. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Some good tennis going on right now. And uh, really getting to the end of the season. But really one of the most important parts of the season with the ATP finals coming up here in a little over a month. So thanks for listening. If you have any questions, just reach out to like Twitter or something. I'll probably answer them on this podcast. Yeah, I will. If you want to. You don't have to. Okay, I'm done talking. See you later. Have a good day. Bye.